You're listening to the Discover You Life podcast through conversations with pretty cool Muslims, people of Doha, of Ihsan, people who found a way to walk their dreams with Islamic excellence. We take you on a path of discovery. This is the podcast where you discover you. Go ahead, say your salams in the chat. Let me know if the sound and video is good for you. Any issues? Um, inshallah, let's catch it early, right, you guys? Go ahead and say your salams. Let me know where you're joining in from. Sound and video is good. Just like all here for confirming. And if anyone has issues, again, usually it's just, you know, hop off of Zoom. You come right back on. And usually it works for a lot of folks who are having challenges. Welcome, Aslam. Mashallah, we've got Fatma from Montreal, Faiza. Salman from India, Hyderabad, Rawan from Toronto, Marshall, someone from Cape Town. Go ahead, you guys, say your salams in the chat. And you know, especially for today's webinar and what I'm going to be talking about and what, inshallah, I'm going to be sharing with you, which I'm so excited about, um, something up and new coming at Discover You. It's big news. So you want to stay till the end of this webinar today, but connecting is going to be a big part of it. So go ahead and put that into the chat, inshallah, and definitely start interacting. Let me just adjust my laptop. There we go. Walaikum <clears throat> assalam. Julie is there for Hana from the US. Isadora, so nice to have you on, mashallah. Nish, I think it's Nishat from Cape Town. Welcome. Rukeya from England. Sidra from Brampton. Walaikum assalam. Mashallah, we've got Brother Adnan from Kuwait. Welcome. So nice to see you on. Rosina from UK. Shemila from Texas, mashallah. We've got Zainab from Mississauga, Canada. Welcome. And if you are just hopping on and this is your first Discover You program, I definitely want you to put that into the chat. This is like the first webinar you've ever attended with us, your first interaction. Put that into the chat because I always love to kind of get an idea of how many newcomers we have and how many of you, mashallah, are veterans. So go ahead and put that into the chat. Someone whose name is Zoom says it's their first time. Greetings from Ohio. Sarah from Brampton says her second program. That's awesome, mashallah. Nafia says newcomer, welcome. First webinar, glad to be here. Aisha, that's amazing. Alhamdulillah. First webinar with you, says Shamila. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear. Amira from Canada. Ava from Manchester, UK. First time, welcome, you guys. Mashallah, we've got someone from Malaysia. Lindsay from Toronto, newcomer. Welcome, Lindsay. <clears throat> I think it's Georgia says, or Shahid says it's for first webinar. Someone from Cape Town, first time, mashallah. Okay, so we've got a few veterans and we've got a good number of Alhamdulillah new folks as well. Um, you're definitely in for a treat. You know, the, Alhamdulillah, I'm, we're so blessed at Discover You. One of the ways that we approach a lot of the work we do is obviously having free webinars, getting people aware on really important topics. And I'll talk about what Discover You is in a second fully, inshallah. But you're not just coming to a webinar and it's not just going to be, you know, information that you passively interact with, right? Our goal is, alhamdulillah, for Muslims to be the hero of their story and never take a lot of the equation. So really to interact with the knowledge that you learn and inshallah, really, um, alhamdulillah, start applying it and go on a journey of growth. And so, like I said, stay till the end today. I'm going to be sharing some really big news about a new program that we have, alhamdulillah, an opportunity for you to continue that journey of growth because so many people are on this path alone face burnout, as we're going to talk about today, and not only face burnout, but unfortunately also get really stuck in their own head 
and don't have the support systems around them. So we are going to, inshallah, give something and alhamdulillah talk about something that will take care of all of that, provide you, inshallah, an opportunity to be with others on that path and a really exciting, alhamdulillah, program that we're going to be talking about, inshallah, today as well. So when you kind of discover you're not just going to get you know, an empty webinar that's like, oh, here's the information and go figure it out on your own. No, we are very much about, alhamdulillah, helping you in this process and journey that you're going on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really growing in every aspect of your life. And so we're so excited uh, for it. Alhamdulillah, I'm just going to wait a couple of minutes to let people hop on because obviously you guys know, you know, people always uh, get a little delayed. One of the things that, inshallah, I want to do as we are just getting acquainted, walaikum as-salam, Praveen, so good to see you, inshallah, and Amina. Uh, one of the things that, inshallah, I want everyone to connect with right now and share with me in the chat is what brought you to this webinar? What is it about the topic that pulled you in? Why did you feel like this is where you wanted to be right now on your Sunday? Um, and those of you watching later, feel free to respond to the emails and let me know as well um, when you're watching this. So what is it that drew you in? to this topic? What is it about burnout um, and stress in your life right now, perhaps that you are struggling with? So put that into the chat. I kind of want to know where everyone is at. I want to gauge, um, you know, where everyone's coming in from in terms of their mindset, their heart set. So go put ahead and put it in the chat. Someone says, I need to feel rejuvenated. For sure. I can understand that, especially if you're struggling with burnout. Uh, Laurel brought me here. Awesome. Alhamdulillah. I want to be able to manage my life better. I need support to help me get out of my struggle. I'm struggling with burnout. I'm feeling stuck. These are definitely, um, you know, words and language that people who are dealing with that chronic stress and burnout definitely emphasize. I saw the advert on Instagram and felt I can relate to this and always struggling to take time out for myself. That's a big one for a lot of people. I think life will always be tough as adults. My job is extremely demanding. I want to start something for myself forever, but the first, the fire seems to have got lost. Many setbacks. I feel my life is a mess. Um, I'm totally burnt out family-wise, lots on work-wise. Everyone wants a piece of me. That's definitely reflective of language that is around burnout. I need to balance between work and other parts of my life. I'm exhausted post-hedge and I really feel I'm in a daze. I want a new purpose in life, feeling lonely and stressed with life. That's upon a big one, feeling lost, feeling stuck. I know a lot about burnout through my work, but I'm particularly interested in Islamic perspective on this topic. Alhamdulillah. Saima from Chicago. I put too much on my plate. I'm going to be in Chicago next week. Saima, I hope I get to see you at some of those workshops I'm going to be doing there. Inshallah, if anyone else here from Chicago, definitely join me in person next weekend with um, the Islamic Society of Naperville. That's where I'm going to be. Zainab, I work frontline as a counselor and I'm very passionate about mental health. And sometimes I struggle with burnout and I find different ways to do self-care, but it's always nice to learn how to connect better. Alhamdulillah, I deal with burnout. Awesome. I'd love to overcome fears and reaching my potential. I'm suffering with social anxiety. It's hard to congregate with others. I want to help others without getting stressed, feeling need for boundaries. I want to avoid burnout in my life. I'm a full-time carer. I'm imagining a you know, obviously caring for your family, uh, tools to deal with stress and pressure, something I have experienced, but I don't know how to recognize it. I wake up every morning tired, wish I can go back to sleep. Oh, subhanAllah, that's definitely tough. All right. So definitely I am speaking to people who are, alhamdulillah, either living in stress, which we'll talk about and define 
uh, what stress and burnout are, the, the distinctions of both of them. But definitely speaking to people who are here for the message, who are on some level are struggling with it and want to engage and apply with it. So with that, let's begin, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to today's webinar. My name is Razia Hamidi. I am the CEO of Discovery View, and I'm also a spiritual life coach, which is just a fancy way of saying I call to Allah subhanahu through my work. Alhamdulillah, and I'm so blessed to be here with you and serve you. Um, and I have some really exciting news, inshallah, at the end and maybe in the middle of this webinar. So do not leave. Stay with me for, I'm going to, inshallah, stick to an hour. I have so much I want to share with you. I have so many tools that inshallah I want to give you and a perspective shift that I want to give you that I pray is going to help you manage the stress and the and prevent burnout in your life. If you are in it, you're in the burnout phase. We'll talk about that as well. But I really, really encourage you to stay till the end. Put your distractions away. If you're watching this on your phone, I get it, but try not to respond to messages and go mindless scroll while you're listening to me. Try to be fully engaged in here, participate in the chat. You're going to take a lot more away, inshallah. Um, again, if you're feeling stressed and burnout, the first thing you know people do is kind of just go and constantly numb themselves. So I'd really encourage you, try to give yourself that hour here with me and you're going to feel a lot better, inshallah. I promise if you stay till the end, you're going to feel rejuvenated and you're going to feel a fresh perspective and that's really alhamdulillah two already you know great things you can give yourself if you're feeling stressed and burnout so my intention today is to inshallah give you hopefully um some new tools inshallah to give you a new perspective and i might share verses and hadith and stories that you might have already heard but it might hit differently inshallah on the topic that we're going to speak about so i really encourage you give yourself permission to be fully here um, make your intention really clear. SubhanAllah, one of the things that we'll talk about with burnout is oftentimes not having clear intentions and being mindful, right? Just being in that automatic mode, that autopilot mode. And so one of the things you can do right now, right now, you guys, here's like, and this is the beauty, alhamdulillah, and the mercy of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, that getting through stress, right? Getting through burnout, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's not a complicated process. There isn't a magic pill. One of the small steps you can take right now is to be very intentional about why you're here. So go ahead with me. I love doing this because it helps ground me. And I'm speaking to you from a place not of, oh, um, you know, I don't know what burnout is about. I have been there. I have lived it. I continue to, you know, stress is a factor in all of our lives. I'm constantly, alhamdulillah, um, you know, struggling with it, pulling back from it. And, you know, I am at a place where, alhamdulillah, I, I I feel really comfortable in um, the aspects of my life that are stressful because of these, you know, tools and lived reality that I have that come from our deen that are rooted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I want to inshallah, you know, I want you to know this is where it's coming from. It's not coming from a place of holier than thou, but from someone who is living that experience in it with you. And, you know, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to open doors for me inside where I can reflect and I can connect deeper and look at that differently. And that's what I hope to share with you, inshallah. So first let's do that breathing. Okay. So go ahead, take that breath in deep breath, you guys, and release it. Drop your shoulders. Just allow yourself to enjoy that deep breath. You don't even realize how many of us don't even breathe properly in our day. Right. And so many times when people just take that deep breath, they're like, wow, I can't even remember the last time I took a deep breath. So alhamdulillah, take that deep breath and center yourself in your intention. What is your intention for being here? Connect that to Allah subhanahu wa We know that verily, um, you know, rewards are by their intentions. And so inshallah, set that noble intention. Ask Allah subhanahu to open your heart to him. Ask Allah subhanahu to bring you closer through the knowledge 
knowledge that you learn and to apply, even if it is one thing, but to apply it, inshallah, when we leave today. And with that, let's begin. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So uh, those of you that are new to Discover You, welcome. I'm so excited for you to have this as your first experience. So Discover You was founded by the late Sheikh Muhammad Al-Sharif, may Allah have mercy on him, who passed away uh, last year. Uh, suddenly and you know discovery has been around for over a decade alhamdulillah we are the leading world uh, leading self-development organization in the world that is rooted in faith um, our motto alhamdulillah is to help Muslims be the hero of their own story while never taking Allah out of the equation the language we use the focus the priority that we have is rooted in our faith God-centered messaging and you know to challenge a lot of the secular narratives around some of these topics that people sometimes consume and don't even realize um, you know how maybe it can be harmful and deteriorate at your soul so alhamdulillah that is our focus and inshallah today you're going to get a taste of that and I hope inshallah this is just the beginning of your journey with discovery we have so much to offer and alhamdulillah you're going to leave today with a really exciting opportunity to inshallah move forward with us and continue your journey alhamdulillah so first I want to start off I've got three components I'm going to do today and I'll be honest this is a topic I love speaking about and I'm probably going to hear more about this topic specifically later in the year from me um but I love talking about this topic because a we know that alhamdulillah with knowledge there's much blessing but then applying that knowledge is even better and so much of the conversations around stress and burnout um you know is sometimes reactionary and I love being preventative let's actually prevent getting to that burnout phase and like I said if you are feeling like you are in the burnout phase alhamdulillah there are always opportunities to move through it and inshallah you'll feel more empowered to do that today as well so I've got three components today that I'm going to share with you first is going to be really defining what the difference between stress and burnout is really getting those distinctions clear for us because and I'll and I'll, I'll stop there because then I you know I just want to go into it right away so that's the first component the second component inshallah is going to be identifying the blocks and I'm going to approach kind of like opposite but what are the common blocks for people um when it comes to stress and burnout and so I want you to like start identifying those in your life and inshallah we're going to talk about countering like the opposite what those blocks are and then the third part is going to be inshallah inspiring ourselves and rooting ourselves from a beautiful um specific story from the prophet sallallahu life and we know he's the best of examples and there is no better place to take examples from than the person who modeled for us what it means to live dunya right dunya is stress dunya is a test and so how did he model and show that for us so inshallah that's what we're going to go through alhamdulillah i really encourage you if you're not taking notes take some notes you're going to take a lot more away um and you'll engage with it inshallah in a different way at the end i'll do my best i'll try to leave like five or ten minutes for questions um inshallah and then we'll go from there and if you have to hop off at any point the recording will be sent to those who um, have registered so inshallah you'll get that in your inbox so let's dive in first part let's create the distinctions between stress and burnout um so burnout is you know subhanallah i want to give you like a general overview first and foremost there's three distinct dimensions um when it comes to burnout and there's a lot of obviously different opinions and research and um you know definitions of it i'm trying to give everyone who's here inshallah i want to give you the most general but um comprehensive overview i can so that way you are more clear on what stress is and what burnout is and the reason um i want to make this distinction very clear language is powerful you guys and the subhanallah they've done studies right they've done powerful studies where someone just constantly saying for example i am stressed 
I am stressed, I am stressed. Guess what? They actually end up feeling more stressed versus people who were told to be more specific about what that stress was causing, maybe what the emotion to it was tied and not use the word stress because it's just so big and using something smaller like I'm not feeling supported, I'm feeling um, really frustrated. When they did that, they actually monitored and the stress levels they reported were lower. So yes, I want you to be very clear on the distinction of stress versus burnout because you might not be burnt out. You might just be really stressed. And so I want you to identify that because if you keep telling yourself, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out, well, guess what? You are going to feel burnt out. You are going to pull yourself more to that. Now, if you are maybe someone who has you know, gotten already uh, the help and you're like, I know I'm in burnout, it might be in a specific aspect of your life. And this is also really powerful to distinguish, right? So you might be burnt out when it comes to the kids. You might be burnt out when it comes to mostly your career, right? And that's one of the, you know, these are like two of the big factors for people um, that contribute to burnout. But it might be, you know, I'm really burnt out in my career. And so maybe other aspects of my life, I'm not. And so this is is also really important because you're getting really specific and it allows you to, inshallah, focus on, well, I'm not burnt out in these other areas. And so that can give us, inshallah, a lot more empowerment, alhamdulillah, and allow us to feel hopeful in other aspects of your life. So this is why it's important to have those distinctions, inshallah. So um, just quickly, burnout has three uh, distinct qualities or dimensions. The first one is emotional exhaustion. Right. So when you're feeling burnt out, one component, one dimension of that is the emotional exhaustion that one will feel. The second one is depersonalization. And I'll define each one a little bit um, more. And then last one is lack of personal accomplishment. This is a big one. So just kind of identify yourself. If maybe you're feeling stressed, you might not be in burnout, but you might have some of these dimensions. That's okay as well. And so emotional exhaustion is really just that feeling of being emotionally overextended, right? And some some of you said that in the chat, I feel like I have so much on my plate. So you might just feel really exhausted emotionally because you feel like there's just a lot of demands on you as a person. That's the first dimension. Depersonalization is basically... Um, a defensive response. This is where you disengage. So this is where you probably start numbing. Um, you might try to withdraw from people, especially the people, um, you know, clients or patients or family members who are putting the demand on your time. So it's a defensive response. So if you notice yourself doing a lot of that, that might be one. And then the third one, which is the big one, is lack of personal accomplishment. So often one dimension of burnout is that people just feel incompetent. They don't feel successful. They feel like everyone else is kind of going on with life and achieving great things. Um, They're not, or that their work isn't um, accomplishing really anything and they don't feel fulfilled. So that is the three general dimensions of it. And I want to take you through what the stages of burnout are so you can identify yourself in maybe which stage you're at. And you might not be at the last stage, which is habitual burnout. But like I said, this is a general overview. There's different opinions on it. Um, And I'm doing all this because I want you to know your starting point. I want you to know, inshallah, where you are maybe in the spectrum. So you might come in today and you're like, oh, I'm I'm still burnt out. And then as I share it, you might be like, well, actually, no, alhamdulillah, I'm only at like stage two, not bad. Or I'm, you know, maybe at stage four. So maybe I do need to take this a little more seriously. So I hope that helps, inshallah. So first stage of burnout is the honeymoon phase. And basically this is characterized as, you know, having a really high job satisfaction, being really committed, having energy, having creativity. These are all great things, right? Um, But this is the honeymoon phase because some of the warning signs in this phase are having unrealistic expectations. 
So if you find yourself often maybe, you know, excited about your work, but then you feel deflated because you had such high expectations of what you would do in your day or in your role or with your kids, um, the unrealistic expectations can be a warning sign that you're headed down this path. Working extended hours, so maybe not honoring your boundaries, you know, constantly like over over committing, um, you know, staying late, ignoring your personal needs. So these are, again, these are warning signs of stage one. So um, ignoring personal needs, you know, maybe if you're someone who works out and you're slowly like, you know, kind of keep missing out on the workouts or, um, you know, you're letting your prayers be delayed and you kind of used to pray on time, but now you're delayed or used to read code N regularly and that's kind of falling through the cracks, right? Um, so these are warning signs and this is the first phase, the honeymoon phase. And I'm going to go through them a little quickly, inshallah, just because we got a lot to cover. Second one, onset of stress. So this is now where slowly the stress is starting to um, you know, build up or it's starting to enter. So awareness, you know, some days maybe are a little more stressful than the others. Um, you find it being a little more difficult. You might have reduced sleep quality. You know, you're just maybe sleeping a little later. You're thinking a lot more about some of these things that are feeding into that stress. Um, maybe you're feeling some job dissatisfaction or you're feeling some dissatisfaction, whatever aspect of that life is. And warning signs around this, and this is probably the stage a lot of people are at, I'll be honest, the onset of stress. Warning signs around this are anxiety, feeling tired, fatigue, neglecting your personal needs, um, changes in your appetite or your sleep. These are all warning signs. And so this is usually the big one where people are at. Third stage is chronic stress. And this is characterized as having consistent stress symptoms. So overall having like decreased productivity, your days just don't look like they used to. Having chronic exhaustion, like where you're just always feeling really tired. It's not just one day here and there, but it's you know probably more frequent that you're feeling this versus feeling energetic. Um, maybe getting ill a lot can be a factor of this as well. And warning signs around this stage of chronic stress is having headaches often having um, you know, stomach issues. So a lot of people kind of at this stage, you know, talk about like having like diarrhea or just like feeling, um, you know, bloated or other factors that might be there as well. Um, increased absence from work. So you find yourself calling in sick a lot or just really delaying or taking a lot more time off um, and neglecting your personal life, right? Your commitments um, to people, commitments to, you know, maybe projects that you had outside um, and just, you know, not showing up fully when it comes to our family and obviously the most importantly our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well and then the fourth one is burnout now this is still not the last stage but this is the burnout stage um, number four and this is where you can become really critical right this is uh the characteristics of this is where you're leading to noticeable behavioral changes like people are noticing you're not the same peppy person you used to be you're not um someone that you know i really enjoy maybe being around they might not say that to you but um you know they might also isolate um and some of the warning signs around this is chronic fatigue so again this is where you're just and someone had shared this in the chat where I, you know, I struggle to get out of bed every day. Um, this is obviously feeling depression is a big part of this neglect of your personal needs. So you've really just let go of, again, social commitments and male protective, but, you know, even like leaving your acts of prayer completely, you know, being away from the Quran, um, ongoing physical symptoms. So this will now show up in, you know, not just, you know, headaches and um, you know, gastrointestinal issues, but it might be even more than that, like physical aches and pains that people subhanAllah start feeling. So that is stage four. And then stage five, which is habitual burnout. And let's kind of protect anyone who's struggling with that and make it easy for you. The characteristics of this is um, symptoms become embedded in every 
part of your life. And this is the, all the other ones could still be in certain components of your life or certain slices of your life. This is where it's just in every aspect, you know, when it comes to work, when it comes to life, your children, your relationships. Um, and it can just, obviously, you know, the depression is going to be really high here. You're going to feel physical problems, not just emotional, um, not just spiritual problems. And warning signs of this phase are chronic mental and physical fatigue, depression, depleted personal life. So you might see a lot of breakdown in your relationships in this area, a very pessimistic outlook on life as well. And um, these are the general, you know, kind of five stages of um, a burnout. And so what I encourage all of you, inshallah, is just try to identify, you know, where you're at for yourself. So inshallah, you know, maybe it's not as bad as you thought, and maybe it is worse than you thought. And again, this is not to, you know, alhamdulillah, like knowledge is power. So don't scare yourself. Um, get, today is an opportunity to empower yourself with knowledge and then inshallah seek appropriate help where necessary, especially if you're in stage uh, five or four, for sure. But alhamdulillah, I hope inshallah you'll walk away today and you're going to feel a lot more empowered of what you can do and the awareness that you'll have around it as well. And I'm happy to hear that people are like, okay, I'm at stage two, I'm at stage three. Um, and like I said, someone who's saying you know, they're at stage five and they've been there for three years, may Allah subhanahu wa make it easy. And I hope inshallah what you get today is going to help you to maybe look at things just a little differently. And I hope you you're seeking support for yourself because that's going to be a big part of what we talk about as well, inshallah. So let's talk about stress though, right? So maybe for everyone who is like, okay, I've got stress, got ongoing stress. And again, like everyone has you know, stress. That's like a part of being human. Alhamdulillah, um, that's kind of what comes with the human experience. One of my teachers once said, the only person that's not stressed is the person who's in their grave, subhanAllah. So, you know, being um, the human condition is that we are, we are in this phase of stress. And so, yes, there's a lot of links between stress and burnout, but stress is the day-to-day things that come up, right? Um, that sometimes can pile on, but stress is really any part of your life that just pushes you, you know, tests you, spreads you a little thin. And, you know, subhanAllah, stress is actually an incredible teacher for us. And that's really one way that you can, I can give you a tool right now, one way that you can reframe how you understand stress. So obviously a lot of us have a negative relationship with stress. Um, one of the things that's been really powerful for me in my life is understanding that stress is a teacher. Stress is a teacher and stress is constantly teaching us maybe where I need to reevaluate my commitments. Maybe, you know, I need to sometimes think about my approach to this. Um, for example, if I commit to a certain project and I feel really stressed leading up to the deadline, but maybe that deadline was too soon. Maybe I overcommitted. And so stress is constantly teaching me where I need to adjust. Um, you know, when stress is coming up in certain aspects of life, maybe, you know, Allah Subhanahu is teaching me through that that I need to think about things differently. Maybe I need to approach that relationship a little differently. Maybe there was a boundary that I didn't set, right? And alhamdulillah, everything under this falls, um, you know, the, the, like, the, I'm not going to say, oh, this is the Islamic perspective. Yes, obviously I'm going to you know, share hadith and verses, but everything falls under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please um, be mindful of that coming to this conversation. If I'm not saying, oh, this is an Islamic perspective and this is that, everything we're talking about, like living our life is, being Islamic, like that as a believer, we only see it through the lens of Islam. So um, inshallah, you know, Allah subhanahu is giving us stress in our life constantly to teach us to maybe be aware of certain things, hold ourselves accountable um, to certain aspects, adjust maybe where we need to as well. And inshallah, I'll build on this as we go through as well. Um, but stress is really just a natural reaction to any demand or challenge, whether positive or negative. 
Okay, so that's like the technical definition of stress and an easy one for all of us to understand. Stress is a natural reaction to any demand or challenge. And it can be positive, it can be negative, right? There can be positive stress as well, um, but it's temporary. So that's what makes stress and burnout different. Stress is often temporary. Maybe it's a deadline you have this week. It passes. Um, maybe your child got sick and you're just feeling really stressed and, you know, it's hard to see them in that situation. You know, maybe you and your husband are going through a little stressful period right now, but it passes and it's really specific to that circumstance. And um, sometimes you can just be motivated to get through it. That's stress, temporary. And so all, all the stages I shared of burnout, this is one that stress maybe isn't temporary and it's accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and you're not dealing with it effectively or you don't feel equipped to deal with it effectively and you kind of let things build up. And so inshallah, one of the ways that is really exciting is alhamdulillah being preventative, being more mindful. And like I said, everything we'll talk about today is going to help you inshallah, maybe build um, a stronger threshold and resilience and alhamdulillah, new language and a new perspective of looking at it. That's going to help you be mindful of stress that you're already in and maybe, you know, the stress that's coming your way as well, inshallah. So from that, Alhamdulillah. We're good so far. Anyone in the chat, go ahead. What are you feeling right now? What's something just from the stages of stress that we've gone so far or stages stages of burnout and understanding what the distinction is? Go ahead, put into the chat. What are you connecting with? What's something that, Alhamdulillah, you're holding on to? I like to do that check-in with everyone. And those of you that are watching the replay later, take this time in the process as well, because that's the other factor. You know, we're going to talk about causes of stress. One factor is when we don't take time to process, when you just kind of consume information, and especially where a lot of us, again, you know, one of the aspects of burnout, where you're just passively, um, with the dimensions of burnout that I said, right, is... Um, in the defensive response where you kind of go on autopilot, you might numb yourself. And so you just mindly scroll and consume things that can contribute so much more because you're not being mindful. You're not present um, with yourself, that connection to yourself. And then ultimate connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not present. And that can create a lot of stress. So just taking this time right now to pause, process what you're taking away right now can actually, alhamdulillah, help bring down any feelings of stress. Alhamdulillah, people says, Okay, so people are tuning in to maybe where they're feeling stressed or burnout. I'm not going to take any questions right now. I'm going to just take, I want a moment for you guys to connect. So uh, people saying they're feeling more conscious of themselves and others. And yeah, that's really powerful. Someone just shared, you know, I feel like stress is something you can learn from. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that's what I was implying by if stress can be a teacher. So it can, it's, it's constantly teaching us where we need to maybe adjust right? So alhamdulillah, okay, I'm feeling stressed. That means I need to reevaluate what my day, you know, what my expectations were. That's something I do often, right? So sometimes when I have those days where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so stressed today. I'm like, all right, that's an alarm bell. Like pause. I need to adjust what were my expectations for today? Was, were they healthy? Were they maybe unrealistic? And that's probably what's feeding some of that stress. So that's, you know, I'm really glad you brought that up. It's like a simple tool. And I know I'm kind of dropping tools within, just write them down for yourself and come back to it later. Alhamdulillah. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy people are connecting with it. You're doing a lot of self-reflection. That's exactly what I want. Alhamdulillah. So now let's go into like the meat of it. So this is a big part. What are the blocks that feed stress? And the way I'm going to approach it is like actually opposite from it. So what like we don't recognize and do. And inshallah, I'm going to give you like the healthy way to approach it and understand it. All right. So what are the blocks? right? What are the things that feed our stress? Because that's a big part. 
we don't want to just identify the stress. We want to identify what are the roots. And, we, and I always like to go deeper, right? What's feeding my stress? And you might think I'm just going to talk about, okay, well, it's family, it's job, or it's just my relationship. And, you know, maybe it's uh, just the way my time management is. Those might all be factors, but it's always deeper than that, you guys. And Hamna, that's why I love doing what I do. Um, and the work I get to do, we're going deeper. Those are all kind of like the surface of it, right? And so there's like so many, there's thousands of articles you could pull out on time management. There's thousands of articles you could pull out on you know, healthy relationships which are all great. And inshallah, they serve a purpose. But when we're talking about stress and burnout, you've got to go deeper than that and really deeply connecting inshallah. And I want to talk about connection in a little bit. First one that can feed stress is not understanding the human limitation, not understanding the human limitation. And so the first inshallah thing you want to understand for yourself is where are you feeding an unhealthy expectation or demand of yourself. Finite, be we are finite beings with limitations. Alhamdulillah, as believers, we want to acknowledge this. The more that you acknowledge your limitations and you rely on Allah subhanahu for strength, this can prevent burnout. Let me say that again. The more that we recognize we are finite beings with limitations, and we rely on Allah's path of strength, this can be a means, inshallah, of preventing or coping with burnout. And Allah's path says in Surah Hajj, I love this verse, in Surah 22, verse 73, Allah's path says, Oh, humanity, a lesson is set forth, so listen to it carefully. Those idols you invoke besides Allah can never create so much as a fly, even if they all were to come together for that. And if a fly were to snatch anything away from them, they cannot even retrieve it from the fly. How powerless are those who invoke and those invoked? SubhanAllah, this verse is an opportunity for us to reflect, A, on Allah subhanahu wa saying, carefully reflect on those idols that people invoke. And we may read this and you think, oh, like, you know, the idols that they had, the physical, you know, idols. Take a moment right? How many of us have the inner demons and idols? How many of us have idols in our society, right? The money, the job, sometimes our families or our spouses or our kids, those can be idols if we're not careful. Our weight, right? Health that can become an idol. Those are all, alhamdulillah, vehicles to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we don't want to make them idols. So you become obsessed on that. And then Allah, and then Allah gives this beautiful example, a fly, a fly, you guys, that little insignificant that we think bug, a fly. And Allah subhanahu is saying that even if they all were to come together for that, they could not create the small bug. And if that bug were to snatch an, anything away from them, if it were to take something away from us, they could not even retrieve it unless Allah subhanahu wa will. Allah subhanahu is showing us exactly our finite limitation. And one of the most freeing aspects inshallah, that can help you with stress and burnout is to understand your own limitations. So one of the biggest factors, right, that feeds in stress is the unrealistic expectations we have of ourselves and the demands of our time, of roles. And obviously there's other factors that can feed into this, comparing ourselves, et cetera, et cetera, right? But here's the first part that inshallah we want to understand and turn around in yourself is, do I truly understand my limitations? 
Do I truly understand my limitation and turn to Allah's content for strength in those limitations? So get really specific for yourself in this first one right now in understanding your limitation. Is there a part of your life, perhaps, where you are not honoring and connected to the limitations you have? Just there's that your question, put it down. Is there a part of your life where you are not aware or honoring the limitations that you have? And are you turning to Allah subhanahu for strength in that? Be very specific. For a lot of people here that, you know, I, I know much a lot of each sharing family, right? A lot of mothers who maybe have unrealistic expectations on themselves of what they should be able to do and what they can do and what they must do. Are you recognizing the limitations perhaps? on yourself? Are you blind to them? So take this moment and become more aware. And then secondly, do you turn to Allah subhanahu for his strength? Because we know alhamdulillah, his strength is infinite, right? We know that Allah subhanahu strength is a fountain that we can constantly alhamdulillah, call upon him. And that's what Allah subhanahu says in this beautiful verse. So here's that first part, inshallah, that I hope everyone's connecting with. We want to understand our human limitations. And alhamdulillah, that is a beautiful and empowering place to be. Any questions? Just inshallah, bench it and I'll do my best to get to it at the end. So the first part, the first big one that feeds stress for people is not having a healthy understanding and awareness of their human limitation. And so alhamdulillah, we're going to counter that. So one way to prevent and cope with stress and burnout is to understand the limitations you have and turn to Allah subhanahu wa for strength. Second one, inshallah, that can feed stress is not, not having a healthy understanding and placing importance on rest and reflection. Not having a healthy understanding and putting an importance on rest and reflection, right? So what is the opposite? We want to put an importance on rest and reflection in our life. And so inshallah, right off the bat, I want you to ask yourself, what is the concept you have of rest and reflection? Is it something that's important in your life? Is it something that you honor? And, you know, subhanAllah, in our deen, we know that many times in the Quran, Allah subhanAllah says, do you not ponder? Do you not ponder? Allah subhanAllah has built it into the language of the Quran, creating this rest right? This rest. And I, I know a lot of you who are here shared, like you're in the States, you're in Canada, UK, a lot of North America folks and UK folks, a very, very, and I'll talk about this later as well, but a capitalistic um, society, which is, you know, pushed, pushed by productivity. And I actually don't like that, you know, I, word productivity. I don't think, I think we need to approach it differently uh, as believers. We can't just adopt the consumer, the capitalistic idea of productivity, right? To constantly produce. Reading the Quran does not feel like it's productive. It doesn't feel like you produce something, but we know the impact of it on our heart. We know, alhamdulillah, the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sakina that we feel when we read the words of Allah. And so, and I love that someone put like, what rest? Like, what does rest mean? And so we've adopted this model of what it means to go, go, go. And so inshallah, asking yourself, where in my life do I need to maybe introduce myself to the concept of rest and the dabbur, which means reflection, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what's so incredible in Surah Rahman, you guys, we know Surah Rahman, the beautiful rhythm of Surah Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many times in that surah saying, so which of the favors of your Lord would you deny? And the reason I want you to just reflect on this uh, surah for a second is the rhythm that Allah has created. 
in this sutta. And many times in the Quran, um, there's so many books that scholars have written about just like the rhythm of certain suttas. Like it's very, you know, Allah subhanahu wa does everything, right? Intentionally. Allah subhanahu wa is showing us that there's a rhythm in life. And even in uh, Surah Al-Furqan, verse 47, Allah subhanahu wa says, additionally, um, as sorry, Allah subhanahu wa says in Surah Al-Furqan, verse 47, and it is he who has made the night for you at, um, as a means for rest. And it is he who has made the night for you as clothing and sleep, a means for rest, and has made the day a resurrection. So Allah subhanahu is showing, again, this rhythm of night and day. And it's mentioned many times in the Quran, right? There's always this rhythm. Allah subhanahu is showing you there's importance of balance, right? There's, there is an importance of rest throughout the day as well. And so asking yourself, right, where am I maybe not prioritizing this idea of rest and what does rest mean so sometimes people think oh rest is like I sit and I get to just numb myself and watch something or I'm just on my phone they've done studies you guys people who actually um especially they did this on uh, doctors right so if you're a physician that in between patients people uh, doctors would go on their phone and mindlessly scroll versus doctors who were told like you know you don't get to go on your phone when you have that 10 minute window we want you to just like sit, do some breathing. And they monitored who again had higher and lower stress levels. Well, guess which group did, right? The ones who took those 10 minutes, 10 minutes, you guys, you know, we all have that. Even the people who show up and tell me their moms is that I'm like, do you have 10 minutes? Like show me your phone right now. Right. And if we're honest with ourselves, we do. And so again, it goes back to the language, right? We constantly telling ourselves I'm stressed and burnt out and stressed and burnt out, but being honest with ourselves. And so those two groups, the physicians, the ones who took the 10 minutes to just do the breathing and, you know, and have to allow their brain to disconnect, maybe just reflect, connect with their body, right? Disconnect with the outward world so they could dis- to connect here and connect there, right? Inshallah. And so when you do that, you notice, alhamdulillah, your stress levels, you notice anxiety, your heart regulation, all of the good things that we want to monitor. So this rhythm that's built in. So ask yourself, where do I need to build in rest? Where do I need to build in rest into my day? And that's something that, again, I've been very conscious about. And then one of the things that sometimes, and this will kind of come in in the next one, inshallah, as we continue too, but you know, sometimes people using the language of, I feel selfish um, if I you know, t- about self-care. I feel like, oh, you know, as a believer, like I, I feel selfish if I'm taking that time for myself. One of the ways um, that's really helped me and alhamdulillah, it's really shifted my life around. Um, I've been on an you know, amazing health journey for the last few years, um, inshallah, and something I've talked about on my social media platforms. But one of the things that I've shared is I take self-care so seriously because I care so much about the work I do and the load that I'm carrying that I can't afford not to. I can't afford not to take care of myself because I won't be able to do this work. There was a point actually four years ago, subhanAllah, where I just felt so tired all the time because I was neglecting my self-care. I wasn't working out like I used to. I was not making good, healthy food choices. I was not resting like I needed to. And I, it, like supine, I remember having a day where I just, I crashed and I was just napping and I like continued for you know, a week where I'd just be so tired after like a few coaching sessions or doing a webinar. And I, I started to cry because I had this moment of like, on the day of judgment, I don't want to stand in front of Allah subhanahu and be like, I started having all these you know health issues and I couldn't do it because I didn't take care of myself. So really, you know, and this will be part of the other tools I share, but really coming at it from this place, like I need to take care of myself because I want to continue this work. I want to be able to carry the load that I have. And so Alhamdulillah wasn't, um, you know, not recognizing I'm not being selfish. If I do self-care, I'm being selfish if I don't. 
because then I'm going to neglect so many parts, you know, subhanAllah of my life and miss out on so many incredible opportunities. So um, again, you know, subhanAllah, ask yourself, where do I need to build in rest? Where do I need to build in rest to my life? And again, us in North America and in UK, like we're, we have to be so much more intentional because it's not part of the society. One of the things I shared, I don't know if this is a term, I just kind of made it up last summer, but I was in um, Turkey and Italy last summer, alhamdulillah. And it's amazing, especially in Italy, like they just stop, like restaurants close down, whatever, from like, I think it's like one to like four or five to dinner time. And so I was so hungry, but I couldn't get anything. It was just like cafes open. And Sundays, like in Turkey, all the stores are closed. Majority, like I think 95% of the stores are closed. And so I came up with this term. I was like forced rest. I'm like, these societies have built in forced rest for their people. They're like, we don't need your business on Sunday. It's more important we're with our families. Um, so in North America, those of you that are not from here, it's, you know, we have a like stores are open till midnight. Um, we are open seven days a week, right? There's this constant expectation. Um, and I think it's reflective of what we value. And so those societies showing that we value our mental health and we value our relationships and our value with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, that's more important than, you know, having to make an extra dollar, like shop on all the other days, you'll figure it out, right? So subhanAllah, this idea of forced rest, I think is incredible. And so, um, like I said, I don't know if it's terms I don't like, you can quote me, that's my, my thing I've been throwing out. So I came back and I was like, I need to create forced rest in my life. And so that means certain hours that are blocked off. My team knows when they can access me, when they can't, very, you know, being very protective of that and creating that. So inshallah, we can create a movement as believers here in North America and UK, where we can create these pockets of forced rest. And inshallah, you know, I can definitely move, um, move out to other people as well. All right, number three, a block. And this is a big one. And everything I'm talking about today could be probably a webinar on its own, inshallah. But I'm going to do my best to just give you the snippets I can. A block to burnout and stress is loneliness. SubhanAllah, you guys, this one's really big. They've done so much research around loneliness. The same impact on a person's body that a heart attack, a heart attack has on a person's body is the same impact and like what everything that happens there, same impact as a person who's experiencing loneliness, prolonged loneliness, subhanAllah. So what is this, what is, how are we combating this block? The value of community. Alhamdulillah, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has built in naturally in our deen, right? And through the prophetic model, this idea of connection and community. And so it's so, so essential that when you're feeling stressed and burnout, what's one of the first things that people do, unfortunately, they isolate, right? No one will understand it. No one will get it. We isolate. What you actually need to do is connect with community. And inshallah, I'm going to share something really exciting with you guys shortly. And Allah subhanahu wa says in Surah Al-Amran, verse 110, you are the best community produced as an example for mankind. You enjoin what is right and forbid what is wrong and believe in Allah. If only the people, the scriptures had believed, it would have been better for them. Among them are believers, but most of them are defiantly disobedient. The reason I share this verse is the importance Allah is giving to a unified community that supports moral values and righteousness. Right now, you guys being here, we're, we're online, right? We're here, mashallah, there's over 400 of you. We're here together. There's still a power in everything that we're doing together. Right now, you're hearing this knowledge. Like I said, you could go read articles. You could go read a book on this. Being together and hearing this has, subhanAllah, an impact. And so, inshallah, you want to identify where in your life have you been isolating? 
Have you been isolating from your coworkers? Have you been isolating from family members? Have you been isolating from friends? Right. And how, what's one thing, right? One small way. I hope everything I'm sharing, you commit to an action in there, small action. What is one small way that you can start connecting with your community? Maybe that's just your siblings. I actually had, and I'm the blessing of having a sister day with my two sisters um, this weekend. We haven't done this for years because the kids and, you know, there's got so much on their plate and we like, you know, alhamdulillah, prioritized it and we just felt so connected and so close and just laughed and got to enjoy, you know, our, our, each other's company. It was just so fulfilling. I got to do it with friends recently. I've been prioritizing this in my life so much this past year, you know, really rekindling and making sure I'm making time and priority for those connections, no matter what else is going on, just carving out those small windows because Alhamdulillah, it really, really helps. And again, we don't need research to validate it. We just take it to, alhamdulillah, you know, give us, inshallah, more renewed perspective. But that's a big one, right? So many people report higher levels of satisfaction, focus, fulfillment, lower levels of stress when you have that connection. So inshallah, find where in your life do you need to maybe make that one phone call to a friend. Maybe there's a masjid program that you can just start going to and commit to once a week. Subhanallah, even if you don't know anyone, going and sitting in that gathering and seeing people in the house of Allah subhanahu ta'ala Maybe someone's going to say salam and you're going to feel a connection through that, right? So opening yourself up to those possibilities is really valuable. Number four, inshallah, um, we want to get to. So this is a big one. One of the blocks to stress and burnout. Again, I'm, I'm covering all the deeper things. I'm not doing just like time management. For those of you drawing late, we can surface level, we can deal with very easily. This is the deeper stuff that's feeding it, that we address these. Alhamdulillah, you're going to prevent long-term stress and burnout in your life. Um, so number four is when we don't feel one of the blocks of stress and burnout is when we don't feel, oh, sorry guys, one second, my battery's about to die. Let me just plug, I thought my charger was plugged in one sec. Sorry guys, just have to run and get it. You see, here's a stressful moment in real life that you're getting to witness. And I'm just going to catch my breath because I thought it was downstairs. Alhamdulillah. So yes, stress in real life. Here you go. Alhamdulillah. All right. So I was at number four. Oh, thank you. I just need to catch my breath. I ran out the stairs because I thought my phone was going to die or my computer. Alhamdulillah. So nice to read your comments, mashallah. So let's actually, let's take a break right here. Quick check-in. I've shared so far three big ones with you guys of the deeper level of stress and burnout and the blocks that can feed it. Is there one that's specifically connecting to you? Is there something that a light bulb just went off for you? Go ahead, put it into the chat. Let me read it and then I can catch my breath and get it. Quick sip. I'm, I'm seeing the questions and I'll hold off on those questions. Let me go over a list of the steps. So loneliness is a big one. Subhanallah, a lot of people sharing they weren't aware of the impact of loneliness on burnout. Not understanding my limitations for sure. I'm really happy to hear that one. That one people oftentimes um, miss or overlook. Alhamdulillah, I'm saying it's a good wake up call. Yeah, mashallah. So it seems like loneliness um, not knowing their own limitations, isolating, hard to get time for myself, 
reframing the purpose of rest. I'm really happy to hear to see that. So, mashallah, those seem like the three big ones right there. So let's go into number four. And I still have so much more to cover. So I'm going to stop at number four and maybe somewhere down the road, I am going to do a part two, which I'm going to talk about just shortly. So number four, the big one that feeds um, stress and burnout as well. And alhamdulillah, as believers, we have such a blessing um, of knowing this so clearly versus someone who doesn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is when you don't have a clear focus on your calling and purpose. When you don't have a clear focus on what your purpose is, you feed stress and burnout. And I'm going to give you a, a clear example of what this means. So when we understand what we are created for, when we understand what our life purpose is and the direction that we want to move in, alhamdulillah, it allows us to move our energy, our priorities in alignment with that versus being scattered, not knowing where it's leading me, not feeling fulfilled through it. And this these are this is the direct path to burnout. So I want you to imagine two people who have the exact same job, right? Two people who have the exact same job, one who views it as an upon views it as an act of ibadah. One who views it, you know, as an act of ibadah, and so they feel so fulfilled, right? They see it directly as something that brings them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as an act of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, versus someone who sees it as this pays my bills. And I just got to get this over with. And subhanAllah, the lack of purpose, the lack of satisfaction that they will not have, lower levels of resilience. This is actually all backed up by research as well. And subhanAllah, imagine they've done research for non-Muslims around this, that people who feel like this, their job or the roles, even like making your child's lunch, right? If you're making your spouse's lunch, your child's lunch, you're doing grocery shopping, these normal tasks, we know as believers, we can elevate when we make the intention that it's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can elevate it by knowing I'm not just making a sandwich. Like I feel so fulfilled when I get to see my husband eat like a healthy meal that Alhamdulillah I've made. I don't cook often, but when I do, you know, I feel so good knowing like Alhamdulillah I've made this meal with love and you know, I want to like feed it to him and we're going to get to enjoy it together. It's so much more fulfilling versus, oh, I'm just going to get this done and you know I should be doing this that should word that shows up um, or just like, you know, it's so detached from Allah subhanahu the disconnection. And then it becomes a burden and a chore, right? And so subhanAllah, when you, when your daily actions are aligned with your purpose and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa even the demanding tasks, this is the big part, okay, you guys, even the demanding tasks can feel meaningful because you are feeling fulfilled rather than drained through it. So I'm not saying, oh, you're going to, you know, by alhamdulillah, being aware of stress and burnout, you're going to go and take everything off your plate. The reality is that's not an op option for many of us, right? You're, you can't tell your kids, you can't outsource that. You can't outsource maybe the job responsibilities. So how do you manage what is on your plate? How do you manage what is going to be on your load right here? By alhamdulillah, being connected to your purpose in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why Allah subhanahu has placed you here? how all of these factors are vehicles to that path of Allah subhanahu wa to that path of Allah, right? This allows you to find more meaning and fulfillment through it. And alhamdulillah allows you to look at it differently, allows you to, mashallah, feel um, a lot more purpose, satisfaction, and again, higher levels of resilience. So those are the adjustments that you need to make when it comes to purpose. So ask yourself, what 
aspect in your life have maybe, and this is why right off the get-go in the webinar, I asked you to set an intention, right? You're here, be mindful about it. So what aspect of your life where you are feeling that stress and burnout specifically, where could you start, inshallah, setting an active intention, inshallah, daily? And I'm talking about small things. So one thing I often share um, you know, something small that I started doing years ago that really helped me in my health journey. I always share the example of water. Everyone who knows me knows like I'm a really bad drinker. It takes me forever to drink water. Um, but because I get migraines when I'm dehydrated. So I'm very intentional about my water. And every time I grab my water, it's always, you know, reminding myself first, like, Alhamdulillah, when I hydrate, I know that inshallah, it's going to help me not get a migraine. And therefore, I'm going to continue getting to do the work that I do. And, you know, inshallah, like I'm going to have the energy that I need for this work. And obviously, that is all tied to seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has made my just drinking water and being very, you know, making a priority in my life. Alhamdulillah, like something is the small act so meaningful. And again, the, there's so many examples of this. <clears throat> from the Sita that um, the Prophet gives us as well. So finding that calling and purpose. I I really want to give you guys one more. And then inshallah, I'm going to go to the, the final um, section. So we probably are going to go over an hour. Like give me 20 more minutes. If you have to go, you can get the recording later inshallah. But I really want to give you this last one. Um, I had more, but inshallah, I'll save those for another time. One other way that, you know, feeds often stress and burnout. And this is a big one. All right, this is a big one. Is we are only dunya focused. We only have the dunya perspective. And so the way that we want to counter this one is we want to have the hereafter perspective in everything that we're doing and the experiences that we're having. Keeping a hereafter perspective helps prevent burnout by placing the earthly pressures that we all feel and commitments in the context that they are and the significance they should have this is temporary this say it with me right now this is temporary one of the tricks of shaitan you guys when we are in that test right when we are in the test of life when you are in those stressful moments when you are feeling that burnout shaitan will have you playing it on replay right? Playing the scenarios, the possible, the endless possible options that are there, the worst case scenarios, and it's on replay and having us feel that it will never end. This will never pass. And alhamdulillah, as believers, we know that this is temporary. This too will pass. Alhamdulillah, there's a promise of the hereafter. There's a reality of the hereafter. And this helps us keep the perspective of where this should be. This allows us to not lose the significance that it is. And a simple example I'll share with you guys that I find comes up often, especially in the business space that I see, is imagine two entrepreneurs, one who is really successful, solely focused on the short-term gains, the finite and financial gains, you know, recognition, whereas the other entrepreneur operates from this hereafter perspective. They view business as a means to contribute positively. Mashallah, they have deeper values and purpose they're aligned with. Um, you know, they see, alhamdulillah, failure for what it is, and they see success for what it is, right? This grounds you. Alhamdulillah, you see every failure is an opportunity, a learning, right? What does the Prophet say? How beautiful is the affair of the believer where everything for him is good. And even when he is tested, he's patient. And in that, there is good. That is the hereafter perspective, because we understand that even when things are difficult, alhamdulillah, we exercise patience and resilience because we know that there's good coming. 
We know that even through this test, I'm building muscles and Allah subhanahu is teaching me something. Our perspective is completely different. And so this is the final thing I'll give you here. And then inshallah, I want to share an example from the Prophet Sallallahu life. So quick recap, inshallah, I'll share the uh, five blocks that we got to do. One is we want to understand our human limitation. Alhamdulillah, the more we understand our own limitation and we seek a, a infinite strength from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has infinite strength. So we are finite, we have limitations. We seek strength from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has infinite strength and we ask him for support. That is a great way, alhamdulillah, to keep ourselves grounded and deal with stress and burnout that I have limitations and I'm not going to, you know, meet maybe all the unhealthy expectations I have and I want to adjust. Number two was understanding and getting a healthier version, definition of rest for ourselves. So giving an importance to rest and reflection, alhamdulillah. And this third one was the value of community. So recognizing the importance of uh, loneliness. And number four was making sure we are connected and grounded in our calling and our purpose, right? All of us have a unique calling. Not everyone is going to do what I do, right? But alhamdulillah, you have your own unique calling that Allah has given you. And we all need to, inshallah, constantly be grounded and focused on what our purpose is. And the fifth one is focusing on the hereafter, right? Not losing that hereafter perspective. That this is temporary. This test is temporary. This pain is temporary. And this too shall pass. And so from that, inshallah, what's the best case study I can give you, right? The Prophet Sallallahu life. And it's so important, you guys, that we take an opportunity, first and foremost, to remind ourselves that the Prophet of Allah, yes, he was the most beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that Allah tests whom he loves, that he was not void of tests. And that we can't, you know, subhanAllah, we can't think that just because he was a Prophet of Allah, he was above the pain that someone would feel through those tests. He felt the same pain that we feel, right? He, more intensely, actually more intensely, but he, he went through those difficult moments. He also felt the sadness, the anxiety that comes with having those experiences. And so his life is the best case study for us to have, inshallah. And there's many verses in the Quran that I've shared with you that we can root ourselves in. Um, inshallah, I'm going to share at this point, it's going to take a quick, quick pause. And so Julie's going to drop in something really exciting. So I've, I told you, discovery is not just about giving you knowledge, but we want you to go on a journey of growth. We want to, inshallah, empower you with community, with knowledge, with, you know, alhamdulillah, clear direction in your purpose. And so we have a three-day challenge coming up with alhamdulillah, Sheikh Miguel Ahmed Smith. If you haven't heard of Sheikh Miguel, you're familiar with his work. He's phenomenal. I'm so excited to have him come on Discover You. And he's going to be doing this three-day challenge with us, the three-day um, Sunnah of Human Connection Challenge from August 15th to the 17th. So if you've enjoyed today and you, like it just gave you a taste of what you can expect. So it's three days with a bonus on a fourth day that I'm going to be giving, inshallah. The reason we live in chaos, right? This challenge is all about, alhamdulillah, dealing with the excessive loneliness. Um, you know, how can that feed our anxiety, the harmful weights? It's about everything I've shared today. Again, the deeper thing is reconnecting with ourselves. Right? reconnecting with ourselves and inshallah connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this challenge is for you if you are someone who is overwhelmed by parenthood, um, retrieving who you once were, you're hyper-focused on work and leaving leftover conversations for family, you're aspiring to build a network of meaningful connections, you've invested in gaining trust and forming bonds with family, you're craving the ability to do dhikr and have a relationship with the Quran. Um, this challenge is about connecting with yourself, connecting with others, 
and most importantly, connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's going to be online, inshallah, three days. It is like, there's no cost to it. It's $5 to join. Um, but that that goes to, alhamdulillah, charity. We're supporting orphans through Islamic relief. Um, and so alhamdulillah, in this challenge, it's going to be over three days. Like I said, there's a bonus fourth day. And inshallah, you're going to have a live session with Sheikh Mikhail and myself every day for these three days. You're going to, alhamdulillah, get access to a Facebook group that's private. You're going to build deeper connections where you get to show up and actually go through this journey with one another. And most importantly, start connecting. Start connecting again with yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what can you expect? So number day one, it begins with an internal noise detox. This, this step is crit critical in identifying the world with of thoughts and feelings within. So day one, the topic we're going to cover is how do you reduce all of the noise that's outside and sometimes within yourself. Day two is now when you're ready to receive and reach out. So Sheikh Mikhail is going to walk you through the steps of building bonds, confidence, feeling security, right? Even with ourselves. Day three, this is going to be the most important day. How do you connect with Allah subhanahu And not only does this inform the way that you treat yourself, but how you connect to Allah becomes a foundation of how you connect with other people. This is so big. So that's going to be a huge day. And like I said, inshallah, we'll have a day four too as a surprise. But this is going to be three uh, days, August 15th and 17th. Link is right there. Go and register. Invite others to join. It's going to be so beautiful. Of the Facebook communities that we have, alhamdulillah, the bonds that people have made in these communities are incredible. This is an opportunity, inshallah, not just to learn, but to connect and actually apply what you're learning. So through each day, alhamdulillah, you're getting coached. You're getting prompted. Alhamdulillah, you're really interacting with the knowledge. So inshallah, go join and then type into the chat. Like I said, Julie put that in there. Um, the link is there. Go register ASAP. You're going to get the replay for today's webinar as well. I'm not done, by the way, so stay with me. But I just want to share this um, really exciting news. And if you're not familiar with Sheikh Mikhail Ahmed Smith, mashallah, he is an instructor with Gullam Institute. He is, mashallah, an author of two books, his latest one, When Hearing Becomes Listening. And mashallah, he's just phenomenal. He's the person that comes from the heart. Um, he's just, he lives what he's, you know, calling to. And just, I love his energy, mashallah. He, we're so blessed to have him with us. So he's coming into the Discovery of Family, mashallah, and he's going to be giving us so much more. So I'm so excited. Um, th this is going to be exclusive access you get. So I'd really encourage you to take opportunity and advantage of that. If you don't have Facebook, don't worry. There's other ways that you'll be able to join the session. So go ahead and join as well. Alhamdulillah. Will there be recordings of the three-day workshops? Yes, you can buy a VIP access and you'll get recordings to the lifetime access to those replays as well. So you have that opportunity. Inshallah, if you can't join live, don't worry. Um, but for the three days, if you join, let's say you know 11 a.m. Eastern doesn't work for you, but you're in the Facebook group, you can watch the replay later that day as well. So don't worry. That's also an opportunity. Is that exciting, you guys? Alhamdulillah, like we're talking about this work and it's so important that you continue this journey. You don't want it to stop here. And like I said, it's $5, which goes to supporting Islamic Relief Orphans mashallah every year at discover you we get to sponsor alhamdulillah uh, a, we get to sponsor orphans through islamic relief because alhamdulillah, we have thousands of students that get to join um, our programs and are doing that work with us so it's a beautiful way to learn and also benefit um mashallah orphans so here is alhamdulillah case study i want to finish off with and again many of us probably know the story from the sita but you're going to look at it a little differently i hope today inshallah and that is the story of thought Right. We know that when the Prophet ﷺ was asked by Aisha, what was the most difficult day for you? Right. What was the most difficult day? And what's important to remember, it wasn't this was the day. But it was 
a chain of events, right? The year of sadness that he went through. And this was kind of like that breaking point. So when we're talking about stress and burnout, you know, it's a lead up of things. And so the Prophet also experienced that, you guys, right? He went through stress. He experienced severe stress. And how did he respond to it? How did he interact with it? And this is so important. Um, so in thought, if he goes through this very, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to go through it in detail because of time. So I really hope if you're not familiar with it, please familiarize yourself with that part of the Sita. Um, But we learn from the specific day and the most difficult day in his own words and how he dealt with it, how he experienced it and how he responded to it in this burnout. One was, you know, subhanAllah, the Prophet constantly taking time for solitude and reflection, healthy solitude. Not We're not talking about loneliness. We completely isolate. No, he would take that hour or two. Um, a lot of people often quote uh, the cave of Hira as in the Prophet doing solitude. He only did that before revelation. After revelation, you guys, he actually never went for days on end. He did it the gap in the mosque. So he would still see people um, in those times. So it's really important we don't um, misunderstand that, that solitude, again, in small components like you know taking that hour disconnect take a couple hours if you need it but not complete isolation so to, he took that time for um solitude and reflection after the painful rejection and thought so right after he took time to process the pain he took time to call upon Allah's family he took time to reflect and we know that when the angel came to him after he made the dua Right. So again, subhanAllah, what did he do? He called upon Allah in that moment of where he felt fragile, where he felt the heaviness of load of what he just went through. And he makes the dua and Allah sends the angel and says, the angel of mountains is waiting there right now. And if you command, you know, if you order, he will crush those people. And the Prophet in that moment of burnout, because he took those that time, because he was able to regain perspective he was able to embrace his own limitations alhamdulillah he had such a beautiful holistic perspective in that moment right he said from them let me come a people that are better than them that are guided and we know that's finally did so this is all elements of self-care he took time he processed subhanallah he called upon allah subhanahu gave himself that opportunity to have that renewed perspective and embrace his limitation everything that we talked about subhanallah and then here's the really big part. He accepted support from others. He accepted support from others, subhanAllah. How many of us, not only are we isolating, but we won't take any help. And so I want you to just take this moment right now, inshallah, and ask yourself, where could you open yourself up to some support? And I hope, inshallah, the challenge is an opportunity. Take that help. It's a it's a vehicle. Imagine, like, literally, it's a hand reaching out. Inshallah, join the challenge. You get to be with myself, Sheikh Mikhail, for those four days. And inshallah, you get to be around other believers who are also in this path. We're all going through that stress. You're not alone. And this is one of the other tactics of Shaitani who have you believe you're alone through it. There's no one else going through this. It's only you. This is what's wrong with you, whatever else it may be, subhanAllah, right? That narrative that he keeps playing. And so, inshallah, this is your opportunity to stop that. And then, so he accepts help in that moment and support. We know that there was a Christian slave um, who was working in the garden and he, he saw the person's condition and he brought him grapes, right? And the person accepted that. That's a small opportunity, but just that small relief that he felt upon him, that kindness gave the person, you know, some, some hope. Not that he had lost hope, but alhamdulillah, it gave him hope in the humanity. Like, yes, he's not a believer, but there's still people here. Right. And Allah subhanahu wa sent that through that slave, subhanAllah. Um, another, you know, much beautiful example from that that we see is 
he continued to hold on to his purpose and vision. He knew why Allah subhanahu wa sent him. He knew the vision that Allah subhanahu wa was using him for, right? And so again, for all of us to be grounded that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through right now, and Allah subhanahu wa ease your difficulties, but right now ask yourself, am I clear on my purpose and my focus? Am I clear on the vision? And if you don't have a vision, like I said, please join the challenge. Inshallah, you're going to have a vision for your life, right? This is what we do at Discover You. We are the dua folks. Inshallah, it's about crafting our life with dua. To take that opportunity and join a community that's going to help you reground, firmly be rooted, inshallah, in what your purpose and your vision is. Because if you're feeling really overwhelmed, if you're feeling unfulfilled, you're feeling burnt out, now that we've identified exactly what that is, right? There's definitely somewhere in there where you have disconnected from your purpose and your vision in life. And inshallah, this is going to help you, alhamdulillah, regain that clarity, open yourself up, inshallah, to the um, inspiration that you will get from there. And so this is just one case study I wanted to, inshallah, root ourselves in and for us to remind ourselves, alhamdulillah, of the best of examples of how the Prophet Salam dealt with stress and burnout and just a very specific incident in his life um, that he had for some things that I shared. And I want us to remember that well-being, our well-being is not a personal issue. It is definitely a spiritual one. A lot of the things that I talked about when I said it's deeper, it's absolutely tied to our relationship with Allah Sahaba. Taking care of ourselves is not selfish. It is a form of ibadah. But not taking care of ourselves where it's just bubble baths and getting a massage. Those are one, you know, those are great components and inshallah, the right intention. Those are absolutely acts of worship. But understanding that Everything that, inshallah, we do to bring ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a form of honoring our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when you're reframing, when you're approaching and looking at stress differently in your life and you've placed it where it should be, you're actually exercising your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, stressful moments are opportunities to exercise those muscles. Alhamdulillah exercising our muscles in stressful moments is how we build the welcome. And I know that's hard for people to hear because we want to build it without having to do it, right? We want to go to a gym and already look like we're all toned. We don't want to have to go to the gym to look all toned up, but that's not how it works. And alhamdulillah, the more that we practice building those muscles at the welcome and come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that we'll be at our best, inshallah. We'll be exactly what our soul wants us to do. So please take some time right now, go to that link, inshallah, look at what the challenge is about. Alhamdulillah, re-spark that love, that connection with Allah subhanahu with yourself. Seek the support that you'll get, inshallah, through this challenge. Alhamdulillah, because we know that Allah does not burden a soul beyond what they can bear. So neither should you. If Allah subhanahu doesn't burden you with more than you can bear, then don't burden yourself with more than you can handle either. And so inshallah, through this challenge is an opportunity to alhamdulillah, be in a beautiful environment. It's only three, or if you stay for the bonus day, four days. And like I said, if you benefited from this webinar, inshallah, this was just an appetizer of what you can expect. You're going to hear more about the challenge. Inshallah, Sheikh Mikhail is going to do a webinar this Thursday as well that's free that you can attend. So the dates are August 15th through the 17th of the actual challenge, 11 a.m. Eastern. If you can't attend live, you can watch it later in the day during those days as well. You can buy the VIP package to get um, lifetime recordings to uh, the sessions as well. 
But this is your opportunity, Abdullah. So I'm going to stop there. I'll leave some opportunity to ask um, for questions. Share in the chat. What are you taking away? If this was beneficial, you're definitely going to be getting the recording. Inshallah, share it with others. Invite others to join the challenge with you. There's obviously uh, so much benefit when you you know, bring on family and friends and say, hey, I'm taking this. I think it'll benefit, you know, someone who's struggling with stress and burnout. You know, encourage them, go and take this as well, inshallah. Um, so yeah, Alhamdulillah, this is your opportunity to do that. If you are connected with Discovery, you follow us on social media. We've got the Instagram page of Discovery You, Sheikh Mohammed's account, Nation Builder. You can follow me as well on social media, inshallah, Razia Hamidi coach, razia.hamidi.coach, um, inshallah, and I'll continue to share things there. Alhamdulillah, if you got any of the emails and you have questions about the channel, respond to any of those emails. We'll get you set up um, there as well. And I can't wait to interact with you in the private Facebook group. I'm going to be doing lives there, inshallah. We're and start connecting with each other. It's going to be beautiful. Alhamdulillah, uh, mashallah, Zainab Sherry, she's feeling refreshed, spiritually rejuvenated. Those of you that came in and you were feeling stressed and you were feeling burnt out, um, go ahead, put it in the chat. What are you feeling now? What are you holding on to? Alhamdulillah, you've made me reflect a lot on my shortcomings. That's a good thing. You know, I, I like subhanAllah, looking at our shortcomings is sometimes like actually a breath of fresh air. It's all how you perceive it. And I think it's a, like someone saying I'm feeling better. I'm feeling hopeful. Alhamdulillah. I see some questions. Let me try to see if I can pull one or two out. Um, how can we be realistic about what we are? Okay, so this is a good question. I feel like this one and everyone will benefit from, inshallah. Uh, someone says, you know, we can sometimes be like have an unhealthy understanding of the level we're at when it comes to our stress and burnout. And, you know, how do you how do you be realistic? Like someone might not be a burnout phase, but they feel like their situation is just so bad and that they are, right? So they're like, how do you have a healthy or, you know, a experience or understanding and accurately identify where you're at. This is where, um, inshallah, I'd really encourage you to speak to people in your circle that you feel safe with and be open to receiving feedback. Like, hey, I tend to, you know, um, get really worked up about this. Like, do you think I'm, you know, I'm over-exaggerating? Do you feel like I have a healthy approach? Sometimes if you feel like you're being unrealistic um, and you're maybe exaggerating situations, again, Shaitan makes us do this, right? When stressful situations, we feel like it's the end of the world. Like, oh my God, like this happened and, you know, nothing can be fixed, right? Or this is just like so horrible. And sometimes, you know, alhamdulillah, having, um, surrounding ourselves with people who can be honest with us, like, you know what, it is difficult, you know, it's bad, but inshallah, like, and they can give us good reminders of goodness, siha and help, you know, give us a new voice. Um, when we can't do that for ourselves can be really helpful. So I would say if you feel like you're in that place, and like I said, inshallah, the challenge is an opportunity to do that, right? Be in that Facebook group. Our community is one of the things that alhamdulillah is such a blessing is, we create a lot of safety. And so a lot of people will come on face in the Facebook group and they'll do a live. So we encourage people to do lives and we interact with each other. And mashallah, people will come and do a live and they're like, I've never felt safe to share this or, you know, share like that. Yeah, I am feeling stressed, for example. And to hear other people like, yeah, like, I, you know, I'm a single mom and I'm going through that. And, and it just feels, alhamdulillah, so comforting to know even if there's someone else also who's having somewhat of a similar experience and understands this. And inshallah, you can have those honest conversations because you don't want to be in an echo chamber. That's something that can be actually um, subhanahu deterring to our soul. And we have to be mindful of. So that's what I would encourage you. If you feel like you maybe exaggerate and you're not being realistic about um, the level of that test and you, you tend to like kind of 
pile it on yourself, then definitely come to inshallah and be around others who can help you maintain um, a healthy perspective and understanding when you can't do that for yourself. All right. Okay, you guys, we are way over time. This is supposed to be an hour. I, you know, I, I couldn't hold back. I wanted to share as much as I could. Um, inshallah, if you have more questions, I encourage you to join the challenge because there's going to be lots of opportunity there to connect and answer questions and alhamdulillah um, benefit from it. So jazakallah khair for being here with me today. I hope you benefited. And those of you watching the replay, we can't wait to see you inshallah in the challenge as well. Jazakallah khair, everyone. Have a wonderful Sunday and inshallah we'll see you soon. Assalamu alaikum.